Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today, my guest is Lynn Nelson, and Lynn, you are the director, is that right? Director of Emerald yes. Heritage? Yes, that's correct. Uh-huh. And I found Emerald Heritage a couple of years ago. Um, I want to say it was in, it was either as an internet ad or maybe in Ireland of the Welcomes. I can't remember which. Um, and I was looking for a gift for my husband because he's one of those people that can always guess what I'm giving him. It's just awful. <laughs> it's awful. And yeah. we had always joked for the longest time about, um, his family, the, the family name of Halstead was named for a town in England. And, and so we had this, you know, running joke of, you know, I'm not a prince, I'm a duke. They're, you know, they're higher or something like that. Anyway, yeah. so I was very attracted to the fact that, you know, he could have the title of squire. And that was mm-hmm. kind of what, what got me interested in Emerald Heritage. But mm-hmm. there's a whole lot more to it than owning a tiny bit of land and getting that, that name of squire. So what, what inspired you on Emerald Heritage to, to begin it and, and to really... Well, what actually happened uh, way back, um, quite a few years back, I discovered um, traveling back home because like many others, I was, I'm an Irish diaspora. I left um, my homeland about 13 years ago, but obviously that's where my entire family still is. So I spend a lot of time traveling back and forth. And um, when I went back, um, I happened to, an article actually caught my mind, um, caught my eye, and it was actually regarding the uh, trouble that the whole of Ireland was in with regards to its native Irish woodlands. And I was actually horrified to learn that we had 1% of our native Irish woodland left. And I remember thinking, well, we, that couldn't be right. You know, we're, we're known as the, you know, the, the fields of green. And, you know, and then I actually went back home and I remember actually walking round with my child, you know, in the pram and looking round and seeing the lovely fields and the sheep in the fields and, and everything else. And when I actually went back after reading that article and I really had a look around me, particularly as I was flying in, I actually looked around and went, oh my goodness, we really don't have any trees. So I started then doing a lot of research into it. And um, I discovered that, yes, this actually was correct. Yes, we did have a crisis on our hands. And um, up until now, obviously, you know, there was there was issues with regards to raising funds to be able to do this. Um, there's a lot of wonderful, wonderful charities that are doing everything they possibly can, but they rely heavily on um, government funding and private funding. Um, which isn't always easy because there's a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. a lot involved with regards to if you're relying on funding coming in that way. Um, so I sat down. Um, I've always kind of been a bit of an entrepreneur. I don't create ideas for because I'm not money driven. I actually create ideas because I recognize a problem that needs to be fixed. Um, so that's what I did. I did what I love to do, and I sat down and decided that I wanted to figure out how I could find a solution to this problem. Um, because I realized as well through my research that the problem wasn't just to do with the native woodlands, but our animals and our wildlife uh, was becoming extinct, our ground flora um, and many other things because obviously if without your native woodlands it has an effect. Mm-hmm. It has an effect because our uplands have been removed. So because our upland trees have been removed, we've got flooding. And then I uh, started to investigate how this actually happened and how this came about. 
um, which of course I, at that time I had no idea. And this is this is the reason as well why we have done as much work as what we have is because we, I've got to learn over the past few years just how many people don't actually even know. Mostly Irish people, even back home, have absolutely no idea that this problem actually exists. Um, so therefore, um, I discovered that we have lost our golden eagle. Our red squirrel is almost extinct, and I could just rhyme off uh, a load of other ways that mm-hmm. it has been affected. Historically, it happened back in the early 16th century, um, where we had um, a lot of people came from outside countries um, and moved to um, during the plantation time in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And what they did when they came over was they chopped down our trees to make farmland and they were shipping a lot of the trees off to European countries and things like that. But at at that time and during those days, it's not just that they maybe had no regard for it, but they had no understanding of the damage that they were doing because obviously they needed to farm, they needed to sustain themselves Mm -hmm. and things like that. So... Um, there's been a, a catalogue of um, historical events throughout time um, has led us to where we are today. Um, so therefore, um, I don't even know how I managed to be as lucky as to find it, but I discovered that in the north of Ireland, we had an old ancient um, Irish law, which meant that had never been used before, it had never been um, noticed before, and um, I discovered that I could actually sell I could actually go in and buy land, um, and we, I'll explain why we already had the land, was to buy land to enable us to um, sell them off as little tiny square foot plots, to, but as long as they're of no significant size, so you can't build on them, you can't subdivide them, and the terms and conditions clearly state that although you're um, going to have this and own this little piece of land legally and in perpetuity and it's all registered with the registry, um, you can't do anything with it. You know, it really has to be used for conservation purposes. You're welcome to, like, you know, leave some ashes behind or something like that, but you you know the whole point of it is for conservation reasons Mm -hmm. i'm raising this is the way that we raise the funds to purchase more land to conserve and protect for future generations so the land that we had we had actually purchased was actually land that we discovered was going to be destroyed and we purchased that before we even found out about the um the plots themselves okay um there was a there was a uh, forest land and um, one of the only native irish woods left in um the glen dun which is up in the glens mm-hmm. and um, it's a 70 acre native irish woodland and right beside it right across the road from it there is um a land where those trees extend on to but as well as that there was a 300 year old pre-famine house mm-hmm. um there was already planning permission passed to bulldoze and destroy it and build new houses. Um, when we found out about it, then we set about trying to save it and then consequently after that, then the plots came along. Um, so we have never taken anything from the business on a personal level whatsoever, which surprises most people because they say, you know, you get something, oh, you're running it as a business, so you must be. Right. Um, but we're not going to be. Um the reason that we actually do that is because it's the only way we, you know, we can't keep going round and buying up the whole of Ireland to save it. There has to be a way that we can generate funds. Mm-hmm. So then, then it led on to creating um, the quirky gift, a gift where it was going to be about the funds going back into the land, the funds being used to help raise the, um, to plant the new native Irish woodland. 
but the most and the most important part of it is by ownership of these little plots being owned by so many of the Irish across the world means that no one can ever, ever come in and destroy that ever again. So once that's planted, it's protected, it's conserved, and it stays within the families for future generations. So, you know, that's the other really important part about it as well. Um, the other really good part about it is that um, in um, Ireland, it's actually all of Ireland, north, south, east, west, Mm-hmm. is prohibited to walk on private land. It's, an, again, a law. Um, but what we are planning to do is actually create pathways and open the land for all to use. So we encourage people to come and visit the land. We want them to come and visit and become part of it. And this is now developed into um, what we want to do is actually create the largest worldwide, which we are building, um, community of Irish landowners that the world has ever seen and that will come together to their homeland again and help us put our country back together again and be part of essentially a legacy. This is going to be um, a huge movement, a huge legacy, something that's never been achieved before and something very exciting for everybody to be part of, you know, and something that they can actually will down to their children so that they always know about their Irish heritage, you know, even generations down the line. So we really do feel that this is you know, not only setting a precedent, but also, um, you know, giving pride back to the people, um, giving, you know, restoring the eco, the whole entire ecosystem in Ireland, protecting it forever. There's a multitude of reasons why this um, this idea itself is um, just so positive. Um, but we, we cannot do it on our own. I mean, there's only so much that we can do ourselves, but without, um, without you know, the help of them getting involved. Mm-hmm. But we have found that a lot of people um, buy it for different reasons. Um, Many um, people buy it for the conservation aspect of it. So they like the idea that they're contributing to the Mm -hmm. trees. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of other people um, like the idea because it's just a great gift. You know, a lot of people just like yourself, you know, are looking for something unusual, something, you know, for the person who has had everything, you know, right. something for, um, you know, in memory. We've had a lot of people who have um, ordered them in memory of someone. So they've actually came up to the land and they've left a little plaque on their um, on their land, you know, to show that mm-hmm. it's a memory of a family member that's maybe passed, sadly passed away or a Christmas or a gift or a christening or all sorts of anniversaries, all sorts of um different ideas so it is a wonderful gift and it is making a huge huge contribution to the Irish landscape not just for now but forever it it really is a great gift I know that uh after after Doug's mother had um her big health scare last fall we actually bought a plot of land as a gift for her neighbor he had been so helpful Mm -hmm. to them and Mm -hmm. uh and you know it just it was you know unnecessary for us to do that but you know it it made a great gift that you know he will always have and and like you said you're able to pass it down um it creates a legacy that you have you know even you know maybe as an american or as an Mm -hmm. australian something to Mm -hmm. pass down to your children we we actually have two plots and you know each of our daughters will get one and and they're right there mm-hmm. together, and and it is something that will carry on. It will carry on memories. It gives, you know, families maybe like mine, where, you know, we can't trace our our Irish ancestor. Um, mm-hmm. As far as we're aware, it was a, 
um, a, you know, indentured servitude possibly or possibly sent over um, mm-hmm. after, after, gosh, 1600s is what we're looking at now. So, you know, not mm-hmm. really good records kept. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it gives us that, that tie to Ireland that we know is there but we can't trace. And I think that's, that's a big thing. It, I know it is for me. So I love yeah. the fact that it's really something that that can be, you know, so important in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it one of those those perfect perfect gifts. Almost is that it's it's yeah. so important in so many ways, you know, from mm-hmm. conservation um, to family and and things like that. Absolutely, we've actually we've actually had, um, and I know um, you were with us whenever you came over, but. What we've been trying to do lately is because because we actually are creating it as a community, um, a worldwide community. And as you say, when you pass that down to your children, your children will be able to turn around and say, do you know what? My mummy did that. My mummy was part of that. Because we will put our trees back Mm -hmm. and we will save this land. You know, those aren't just words I'm taking lightly. We will make this happen. And this is something that I feel, you know, that when people own this, you know, in a couple of years down the line, they're going to be proud to say that they're part of this because they have done this. You know, they have made this happen. And the other thing that is, there's a huge amount of effort has been into the packs themselves, you know. So what's really lovely is when we get testimonials from people. And they said, oh, my goodness, you know, I gave that to my granny and then she opened it, you know, the smile she had mm-hmm. in her face, you know, and I, I think it's it's that um, sense you get with the product as well. It's just the sense, you know, oh, my, you know, and, you know, the sense of, you know, it is lovely. It is nice to have that little connection because you've got that forever. Um, the other thing is that we, we as you know, whenever uh, you came over as well, we had the, our very first homecoming event. Mm-hmm. And um, we had um, a lot of the landowners that came over from America, and um, we were, you know, we teamed up because we work with um, Find My Past, and we right. work collaboratively with a lot of organisations. So we can, we always do what we can if someone contacts and says, "Look, we, you know, we want to try and find their family. We can always put them in the right direction that way." And we did manage to find um, one of our landowners, you know, the family from the from the church they were christened into the school her family went to to the little house that um, her family grew up in before they actually left Westport and went to Liverpool before descending on to America. So the wonderful thing is the stories that we get to learn um, and connect with because I, I don't know what it is and I, I can't even put into words what I'm saying but there's a connection with the Irish around the world. It's not just, you, oh, you know, I'm Irish. There's an affinity there. There's mm-hmm. a relationship there. And... Um, is a cultural thing that I don't think um, I've seen many other cultures really share in the same way. Right. You know, that there just is that that pride and that sense of connection. And I, I, I've never been able to put my finger on what it is, whether it's just, you know, I mean, myself even moved away. You know, if it's my great-grandchildren down the line, you know, Woe behold anybody say that my great grandchildren aren't Irish, you know. Right, right. <laughs> because it doesn't matter how far down the line that goes, it's still there, you know, that that Irish connection, that Irish culture is just part of who we are. Um and because I think we do feel like that and because we are the way we are, I think that's why this product is managing to begin to do what it's actually doing is because people just um, want to be part of what this is, you know, and as you say, the the great gift and the smile that it brings to people's faces. Right. Well, and I I think a lot of it, 
um, I know for for me it was, you know, just that ability to be able to say, you know, I've I've done something, I've helped. It's a small way, but it was, you know, it mm-hmm. was it's an easy way to help. And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as, as a visitor to Ireland, you don't really notice um, the lack of trees. I mean, because mm-hmm. you have no idea what it once was unless you've read a lot of history. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know from my reading, the area of the Burren over on the western coast, which is, you know, so bare and and mm-hmm. uh, so rocky, has mm-hmm. not always been that way. It, it used to be very yes. tree-covered. We were, we were, the Irish were a forest culture. That's what we did. We lived in the trees. That's how we lived. And so the way we, the way we are with no trees is not how the Irish are. The Irish are used to be living in that, within that forest culture. Um, and that's why gradually through time, you know, the more and more of this that we're losing and we continue to lose, um, which we still are, you know, terrifying as it is, um, we are really on the cusp and I, you know, can't reiterate this enough. We are in crisis now and, um, and I'm not prepared to sit back and wait, um, on, you know, on anything else happening, you know, to be able to bring in the funding that needs to be done to fix this. I really want to myself, along with all my Irish cousins across the world, just to get down and, um, start making this really happen and, and save what we've got left and create more. Right. And, and so we're going to go back, um, to the reforestation. Now I know that, when when I visited and when you had um, mm-hmm. that first gathering, um, mm-hmm. we actually did go out to the land and plant trees. We uh, kind of brought out the, the GPS as best yeah. we could on the phones and and uh, put yeah. in our, our GPS code because each plot of land, you know, you're given the GPS coordinates, you're given, mm-hmm. you know, all the information so that you That's can correct. you can actually go and visit that plot of land. Absolutely. What we do is by law, when we um, when we give out the packs, we give out, you know, the certificate of sale and all the information that they require and a little bit more about the area. Um, they get a little book, you know, telling them lots about what's in around the area, very famous landmarks like, um, you know, the Giant's Causeway or lots and lots of amazing things that there is around to see as well. And, of course, they've been filming the Game of Thrones in the area as well, so it's been a great great pull for lots of Game of Thrones fans. Um, but on the certificate, you get what you call the Ireland Ordnance Survey coordinates, and there that legally shows you that, you know, that's the coordinates of your land. But it's a great mathematical conversion to convert the... Um, the Ireland Ordnance Survey coordinates to the GPS. <laughs> so we've got a great guy on board who is a mathematical genius and he has managed to uh, set up um, new systems on the website where the landowners can go on to their own portal and all they have to do is type in their plot number which will bring up their Ireland Ordnance Survey coordinates and then it converted into GPS. So as you say, they can actually go up to the land, they can type the number in, into the numbers into their GPS system and it will actually take them directly to specifically where their spot is. Yeah. Excellent. And I know that, that uh, we did plant trees mm-hmm. on the land. So if somebody is visiting on their mm-hmm. own, mm-hmm. are they allowed to plant a tree on their own without anybody there? Yeah. 
Okay. Absolutely. It's their land. It's, the thing is, when we actually sell that land, that land no longer belongs to us. Um, we're more than happy for them to um, plant trees on the land. The only thing we do stipulate is that it's got to be native Irish. We would like mm-hmm. it to be a native Irish tree. Um, for, and the reasons actually for that are that um, native Irish trees are native to the country they're from. So as we all know, Ireland just rains and rains and rains. Even in the summer, we still get rain. So, therefore, um, our native Irish woodlands, their roots act like sponges and mm-hmm. they can sponge in the rain and do what they're supposed to do. That's what prevents flooding, etc. you know, on our uplands once we're planting on the uplands um, because they're specifically um, for our country and they're for our land. So that's why um, we do insist that um, it's preferable that they do plant a native Irish tree. Beautiful. And and I know that uh, that we did that. We had quite a few different kinds that we planted that day. And then on the plot, you did mention the famine cottage, and I can remember seeing that Mm -hmm. um, just kind of Mm -hmm. over a little bit of a rise. Do you have any Mm -hmm. plans for the cottage? We well, one of the things that we want to do is, you know, as the community grows, um, at the moment what we've been doing is raising money to um, purchase the land to protect mm-hmm. the land. Um, so that's what we're working on at the moment. One of the future plans is definitely to address the little the little cottage itself because it is pre-famine, it is um, part of our heritage, and we're losing a lot of this as well. A lot of those are being bulldozed and replacement for new houses. Mm-hmm. But we would like to. Um, hand this over you know and you know ask the landowners what would you like to see happen to it you know have them involved in what's happened and keep them that's why we do send out newsletters and we do try and send up updates and things that we're actually doing in progress that we're making because we want it to be a community project you know of Irish that can um you know, have a say in what they think should happen. So whether they would like to see um, the land or the, the little house restored to its former glory, maybe it could be like a little heritage centre, mm-hmm. maybe it could be somewhere where the, the landowners could actually buy some trees to put on the land, whether it be um, somewhere for a new business to start, like a little cafe, so maybe the landowners mm-hmm. could have a little cup of tea when they come up. These are all the kind of questions that we hope to ask, and which we will ask in the future, um, is, you know, what what would, what do you think we should do? Do you know? And, you know, get them involved as, as much, you know, as of the project as possible, because it is their land. You know, it is their part of this movement and this legacy, so we want to keep them involved as much as possible. Excellent. I love I love that the word legacy. It just it mm-hmm. it gives such a you know a feeling of permanence Absolutely. and and of hope. I just mm-hmm. I I love that word in mm-hmm. you know with with this project. Now we we were talking a little bit about you did have um, one gathering. It was in 2015. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. do you have plans to maybe do another one in the future? We we are looking at doing another one, but it probably won't be until next year because right. we've got quite a surprise um, to announce as to why we've been so busy this year. Um, and I think it's going to be a big shocker, um, but really good news to share. Um, and that's what really has been keeping us busy on the other project, which we hope to share very soon. Um, probably it could be actually next month or it will definitely be before the end of the year that we should be able to announce 
um, what else that we've actually been working on um, to just highlight, you know, about the Irish culture, about the project that we're doing, and um, and that's why probably that that would be the reason that we haven't been able to focus on having a gathering this year, but that should put us back to the drawing board for next year, where we um, want to look at some dates as to when we can um, start to make these planting things actually start to take place. That's perfect. I know that that you know we only joined you for a very short time, um, mm-hmm. but it was so nice to. You know, to meet other people who had come, you know, everybody had come from the United States in 2015. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice to mm-hmm. meet other people, mm-hmm. you know, who, who had the passion for Ireland and the mm-hmm. interest in, you know, the conservation and the history mm-hmm. and everything. And it was just so nice mm-hmm. to to spend time with people who kind of had the same mindset um, yes. as you do. And, I, and it was it was just I great think- fun. I think that I think that's a big part of it as well is it really this project really does make the miles between us even smaller you know because we have formed from that first gathering we have formed the most amazing friendships as you know and mm-hmm. um, we have you know we've all kept in contact with each other you know we're all um we're all doing what we can to kind of you know kind of reinforce what it is that you know Ireland really needs with regards to it with its woodlands because we all got to learn a lot of this ourselves. But as well as that, it's exactly as you say, it's that shared culture. It's that culture of just, I don't know what it is, we just seem to hit it off right away. And it's just like we've never we've never not known each other. It's just an Irish way that we are. And um, so we we love having you home as much as, you know, we love to, you know, visit you over there. And that's what I would definitely like to see much, much more of. And one of the, one of the questions that I get often asked is, you know, you're doing this up in the north of Ireland at the moment. Why are you doing this all over Ireland? The answer to that is yes, we absolutely are doing this all over Ireland. The only difference is in the south of Ireland, they, their law prevented us from actually being able to do that. But that does not stop us raising funds mm-hmm. in the north through the sale of the plots to replant the whole of Ireland. This is not a project that is just limited to where it is, you know, because it's going much, much, much further afield than that. So um, so that's the reason I brought that question up is because it's one of the questions that I've been regularly, right. asked, you know, I've been asked a few times why there. And it's it's back to the, what I I said earlier about well it was there because there was another there was another piece of land that was going to be destroyed again and we had to buy it or it was going to be gone so right and, and where that. that where that plot of land is it's almost impossible mm-hmm. to think of it as mm-hmm. being you know built up with with condominiums or or mm-hmm. things like that I mean it's mm-hmm. trying to trying to put my mind to think of you know that plot of land covered in buildings is mm-hmm. just almost a stretch of the imagination because that plot it of land i mean it 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 doesn't seem like some place you would do that it seems like some place no. where it needs to be rural it needs to Absolutely. be you know the land just needs to be and and so mm-hmm. it's yeah it's kind of kind of a surprise when you when you are on that land to mm-hmm. think of what it could have mm-hmm. been but mm-hmm. um I know that you have, like you said, you have a lot going on. So if people want to keep up with the news of Emerald Heritage, um, Mm -hmm. is there a way they can do it? I mean, I know that you send out newsletters to your landowners, but if somebody isn't a landowner Mm -hmm. yet but wants to be able Mm -hmm. to keep up with what you're doing, is there an easy way for them to do that? 
they can email us anytime, anytime at all. They can email us at info at emeraldheritage.com. We've also got um, our Facebook page. Um, and we're also on Pinterest, and we've got uh, we've got a great video as well. We've got a few great videos there um, on YouTube, so you can actually see, you know, the land and what it's trying to do and what we're trying to do, what we're about. Um, and you can also visit the website there at um, www.emeraldheritage.com. Okay. Excellent. Well, I, I so want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me. I know that that since I've met you, you know, it's it's been a great change in my life to, to have you in my life. Um, mm-hmm. And I love watching what you're doing, and I love, you know, being involved even just a little bit that I can. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited to see what you have coming up. I know that it will be beautiful and inspiring, and and will just make people, you know, draw people even more to their heritage and to Ireland. And I just can't wait to see what's up with, you know, oh, coming up at the you. end of the year. And the same here, Jody. It's been great to have you know. It's been great to have you on board as well because you've been an absolutely wonderful support to us. And we hope you come back really soon and maybe come back for our next gathering. Um, and yeah, thank you, thank you so much. For more information about Emerald Heritage, their conservation efforts, and how to become a landowner, visit emerald-heritage.com or find them on Facebook at Emerald Heritage. Thanks so much for listening and slang a fall.